0: Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back midweek for another bonus episode of the RGM Experience podcast with me, Carl Maloney. How are you doing? You All right. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we we like to bring you extra content out here at the podcast, and we've got something special for you today, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a guest from over the pond, Ryan Graves from that American place. Um, we I've been trying to. I've, <laughs> you can you can see Ryan there, Hi, Ryan. uh You can you can see that uh, you, you'll have seen on the magazine that we have been shouting about this thing called RGM USA. Um, and basically, it's an idea I had a few years ago that's just gradually been growing nicely throughout the lifetime of RGM. And basically what it is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's a section within RGM that celebrates music in America. Um, and in turn, we share Ameri- we share UK music in America. So it's kind of like a, uh, a handshake between the two countries to share each other's music and hopefully basically get more ears and eyes on on everybody's music, which is the point of it all, really. So that's what RGM USA is. A month ago, I was in Las Vegas, so I have been on American soil recently. And I know just how big the time difference is. Uh, So it's three o'clock here in the UK. Ryan is with me now. Ryan is a guest uh, on the podcast today, going to talk about his career and everything coming up now. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome here welcome me to welcome ryan graves from all over in washington hi mate how's it going nice to meet you <laughs> you're welcome mate you're welcome mate. so let's start with the time difference thing then so um eight hours behind i believe isn't it so you, so it's early for you there mate i appreciate that thank you
1: yeah it's the crack of dawn but i mean early bird gets the worm and i've got little kids to get up for school so it's, it's not uh, really a big change it's
0: yeah totally fair fun. enough right well th- thanks for joining us today on the podcast like i say you're you're over there in america we're over in in the uk just doing our little rgm thing um for anybody that's not aware of who you are ryan introduce us to yourself so that our, our rgm family can get to know you a little bit
1: oh my well you've seen uh You've seen the probably the, the write up, or some people have seen the write up. So yeah. I mean, that's the, the fancy schmancy mm. studio pick. Uh, I would just say humble musician and singer since '93. Yeah, um, that's kind of where I, my roots start. Um, lots of different albums along the way, personal projects, you know, private projects, indie projects galore. Yeah. And I just released um, uh, Legacy, which is a commemoration of 30 years in music. So it's mm. it's a best of, but not really. I mean, it's kind of an oxymoron, really. It's it's a best of CD that contains uh, 17 songs over 30 years of music with three brand new resurrected ones, and it's just real close to my heart. It's kind of I titled it Legacy because there's a big question as far as what kind of legacy do you want to leave, especially if you're a husband, father, what you know, whatever you are. And uh, so that's it's I'm I'm just riding a wave of excitement and joy right now in releasing the latest one.
0: Well, we've enjoyed featuring it on RGM as well. So in the description of this podcast, you'll see the link to the review for the album too, where you can get involved and download and stream it, of course. Um, but let's go back a little bit. How did you first um, work out that music is a thing for you? Um, I, I, t- I tend to find music yeah. music can kind of find you in a cheesy way, can't it? Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I mean, that's really like, we're getting really cerebral there with stuff like yeah. that. But yes, Absolutely. I think music definitely finds you. When I was a little kid, mm. uh, I was super into Michael Jackson. I mean, who wasn't as a little as a little boy? Yeah. Uh, and so um, I'm sure there weren't people out there, but for me, I was. I was, and I remember. <clears throat> there you go. See, I knew there was one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember as a little guy, I wanted to sing, but I was so nervous. I was so um, just antsy about people actually watching me. Mm. Uh, so I remember sitting on the bathroom or the kitchen counter around the corner, my entire family, you know, two brothers, two parents around the corner in the living room. And I was singing Ben, which is a a solo song Michael Jackson sang about a rat when he was a little boy. And I sang that song from around the corner in the kitchen so that they could hear me, but not see me and, you know, rousing applause and standing (laughs) ovation. And of course they're your family. So, you know, you're not going to get like excoriated safe audience. Yeah. Uh, but I really liked it I just I, I loved it and I was getting into it and uh, I think just over the years listening to a, a real diverse palette of music um, you know rock, pop, uh, R& b, soul country, uh, hip hop just there's all kinds of different music in a world music um, there's, there's just so many kinds disco so you, you have to kind of increase your palette and listen to all different kinds which I did over the years found my own signature sound which was a um, you know i'm a christian so there's 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 roots there so faith permeated all of my music mm. but the um the contemporary christian music scene pretty much swallowed me whole and i produced music along those lines contemporary christian mm. mainly influenced at that time when i first started boys to men uh, mariah carey michael jackson um, some country western, you know, Rascal Flats. I think Rascal Flats was around back then. I don't remember. Uh, and that just kind of formed who I was. I was I was really into the vocal acrobatics and the different turns between notes, really expressing a song uniquely and finding my own signature sound that way. Uh, toured it around, radio airplay, and, and just started a career. But uh-huh. I love the creation process. All of the songs were written by me. I absolutely love... Uh, how a song takes genesis in your mind and there's a there's a, a notion or a concept turns into words uh, turns into melody or vice versa however that that's mm-hmm. evolves and then uh, I don't I don't know like a theory so I'm completely theory agnostic had to trust on some super accomplished um, professional colleagues to, to yeah. bring everything to life to bring all my visions to life I was in very good hands
0: okay so what was the political landscape like in your town So you're from washington so so we in the uk can sometimes get confused because there's more than just one washington over there so washington state isn't washington dc is it that's just me being stupid correct yes okay so washington, no, washington state is top left uh washington dc is far right in the middle isn't it
1: exactly right yeah, yeah right. you could okay. say that there you really couldn't say that washington dc is far right but but they're pretty much both far left. <laughs> I, I, just meant, I, I just mean, as you're looking at the map, I'm uh, not getting
0: into politics or particularly what well, we can do if you want, you know, I don't care. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So Washington, so Seattle, uh, is it Seattle? Where you, is that where you are?
1: Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I, I pretty much steered clear of like, I've been politically atheist uh, or politically agnostic, I guess yeah. would be a, a better term, and intentionally steered clear of venturing into those, those real, uh controversial waters that would stir up dissent and, and disagreement and stuff <laughs> tried to walk a middle ground middle ground yeah. you know middle of the road approach to my music
0: yeah but, well i feel like i've got to ask you now uh what uh what do you think about <laughs> donald trump recently uh and in, and the allegations that have been proven and i'll ask you about uh, biden as well for for balance sure yeah. So
1: I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to dance carefully. I'll just say, since we're venturing into the political realm, okay. I'm going to dance very carefully. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I, again, I, I try to remain politically agnostic. I mean, there's yeah. so many conversations that you can have with people. The ones that are most polarizing are of course, politics and religion. And you find out who your friends are real fast and you find out who your yeah. friends were real fast. Okay. So, uh, I, again, I'm trying to steer clear of it. I'm, I'm no fan of Donald Trump. I am a conservative. I've always mm. been conservative. You would think that there are, you know, it's I think the media likes to portray conservatives as 100 percent Donald Trump acolytes. And it's just not true. Uh, Everybody's different. There's no black and white. There's a huge shade of gray. That's why half of the country is, you know, votes 50, you know, 49 percent this way and 51 percent that way. It's always right down the middle. And um I, I did not vote for him and, and originally. I certainly didn't vote for him the second time, mm. uh, nor would I vote for him again. I think the country's in need of someone who is uh, less self-serving, who's far more mm. uh, uh, sacrificially mind, minded and thinking about everyone else. It's not make America great again, it's make Donald Trump great again.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm not a super fan of Biden as well, but I think our mm. country desperately needed change. And so that's why I voted for yeah. for him.
0: Why? Why do you think there's no no one else that's challenging these two people? You know, Biden is 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 a, is a is a gentle old man now. You can tell he's you know his his health looks to it doesn't feel like he was four years ago when when he when he started the job. Um, there's a, there's an yeah. obvious deterioration there. I, I, I can't see him going on for another four years. I just can't see. Why you'd want to at that age as well, to be honest. Uh, so that that concerns yeah. me why you'd want the kind of power at that age. Uh, you just want an easy life, surely. Donald Trump's obvious is a celebrity. Why do you, Why do you think there's no other realistic options for uh, for a leader away from these two people?
1: I don't know, but I certainly think there's time. I mean, there's a long road between here and 2024. Yeah. Um, I think that the there will be there will be people who will rise to the fore. I certainly hope that there will be. And I, and I, you know, there are there's speculation, obviously, that people like Ron DeSantis will take up the mantle and, and a charge up against Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't believe that. Uh, obviously, Joe Biden is certainly no longer in his prime. I think he's a very respectable uh, gentleman. I think he has restored um, diplomacy and dignity to the office of the president. Yeah. But I'm not sure that he has it. Yeah, I don't think that he has the mental stamina to carry the torch another four years. I do certainly hope that people will rise up and there will be more players in the field to choose from. Yeah. Because you the incumbent always uh, you know has large sway over the voting hmm. populace. But Donald Trump is the Republican frontrunner, as the polls show. Yeah. So crossing my fingers... We'll see
0: what happens. <laughs> well, good luck with all that, anyway, mate. Good luck with all that. Uh, I did. I didn't. I didn't have politics on my list, but I just. I just felt like I just had to go there. So thanks for just entertaining me there. It's, it's always appreciated. Uh, so <laughs> course, then, re- so then, religion. <laughs> so you say it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's another. It, it's a really important part. A part of you know you as a person, uh, and you know you, you've talked about it in your music, and uh, you know the album is um, you know it, it, it's a Christian rock. Style type of music we don't really get a lot of that there in the UK. Just talk. What is the appeal of that style of music? Just introduce us uh, in the UK uh, into that genre.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, the bottom line for a Christian uh, voiceover, a Christian voice artist, a Christian uh, recorder, Christian singer, performer—you mm-hmm. know, whatever—is—is um, is their faith. Uh, that's foundational wow. to who I am. And so Jesus Christ is my savior. I've been born again. You've heard those terms and people go, you know, whatever (laughs) they think of the, you know, the scary Catholic priest that's, that's just fouling up the works. Uh, That's not, I I don't have a religion. I have a relationship. That's the biggest difference that I would quantify uh, Mm -hmm. Christianity as Christianity permeates everything that I do. Am I perfect? I love, I have a great t-shirt that summarizes this. It says, am I perfect? No, but am I trying to be a better person? Also, no, <laughs> you can't really be a better person, uh, independent of uh, my belief, independent of saving grace and the Holy Spirit living within you. That's what motivates my music. <clears throat> That's what motivates my pursuits. So there's so many themes that you can write uh, a song around. Uh, love certainly is, is foundational to so many artists constructs constructs of a song, uh, love stories and so on and so forth. I'm in love with my Savior. I'm in love with uh, faith and God and creation and what we've been given uh, in Jesus' death on the cross. So a lot of those songs reflect that that faith and that gratitude. Many of the songs um, from later albums reflect a journey, a personal journey of faith and a crisis of faith that I went through at certain times. So it's not all, you know, rose-colored stained glass windows. It's not all, you know, Terry Pie. It's a life faith journey. There's questions. There's frustration. There's anger. There's railing at God. There's praising God. Yeah. That's what makes us all human. It just happens to be recognizing that there is a God and that you love Him yeah. and that you're grateful.
0: So, were you born into Christianity then? Was it a family thing, or did it did something change within your world to create uh, to, to to find Christianity?
1: Yeah, my mom uh, was Presbyterian. Uh, My dad was Catholic. So certainly not. I mean, there's uh, in Catholics, you know, there's. We could really get into another controversial area here. Catholics say they're Christians. Christians can say they're Catholics, and just whatever. It's. I'm not going to you know walk that line, but (laughs) it's their differences of faith. And I found my walk with Jesus to be what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't. You know, religion was never really forced on me as a child. Mom was Mm -hmm. not a uh, a preacher of. Presbyterianism Dad wasn't a preacher of Catholicism. It just happened to be that I was at a uh, an event and I don't remember my members my mem- I have kids so my memory's foggy and all I remember are things like about Pixar yeah. from two days ago but uh, but yeah when I was a kid there was an altar call given at some kind of public uh, you know Christian presentation. I answered that altar call went forward prayed mm-hmm. to receive Christ as Savior and I think I was about 10, 11 years old, something like that. And became acutely aware over time that Jesus loves me. Became acutely aware that I am, I am loved, uh, and that the Holy Spirit lives within me. And that's just, I've never disbelieved that. I've never challenged that. I've been challenged by other people on that, of mm-hmm. course, but nothing can sway me. I love the, the conversation my pastor says he had with someone uh, on the street. They said, how do you know Jesus is, is real? And he said, because I just talked to him five minutes ago. And I don't know. It's just, I just love those conversations and those yeah. examples.
0: Well, I, I, these type of things fascinate me. Me personally, just being an open book, uh, I'm, a, I'm an atheist. I'm not religious in any way at all, but you, you, it, it's okay to have conversations with people that feel differently about things in it, which I think the world lacks a lot of yeah. at the minute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't see eye to eye anymore. I mean, we took yeah. going back to the conversation earlier with yeah. 51, 49 percent voting this yeah. way and that way. It's you just someone disagrees with you over the simplest thing and you click on friend. Uh, it's just it's a very polar world. Social yeah. media has become anti social media. Yeah. I'm not a fan yeah. of social media. Uh, and I think that we just we're too quick and trigger happy to cut and run to pull away. I know no. I'm that way. Um, I do wish there was more eye to eye seeing and just, this is why I love performing. I love sharing music and I love presenting, yeah. but there's nothing better than sitting down and having a conversation with someone, you know, differing beliefs, notwithstanding, whatever you believe, yeah. talking with people face to face, one-on-one mm. over coffee yeah. or scotch. <laughs> <laughs> this is coffee. This is FYI. And, you know, being civil, you can disagree and, and yeah. agree to disagree. It's fine. Well,
0: that that's why i think that's yeah. why i love the the the, the podcast form and i've always loved it because so you can you can just Jump on Zoom with people all over the world. Have a chat with people that you that you wouldn't uh, necessarily meet in real life because, you know, there's a big ocean in the way. Um, music brings people yeah. together. Uh, and I just think that the format of a podcast and, you know, it's all over YouTube podcasting. That's why we're on YouTube because I've just seen other people do it. So I've kind of just done it because I've seen success of, you know, how other people get on with it all. But... It, yeah, the the world's full of sound bites. Like particularly, like news organisations, they seem quite old fashioned now. Now the times moved on. A lot of American media channels, the BBC, the ITV news channels here in the UK, they only really have four or five minutes to discuss really important topics on news channels, and they've got to get some kind of soundbite in there to keep the sponsors happy. Uh, maybe not with the BBC, but yeah. but you know we we pay a licence fee. It's like. You know we've got to pay this thing, um, so it it conversations are coming back, and I think the mainstream media channels are slowly starting to realise that they've kind of they're a bit out of date now, and there's uh, they're, they're kind of losing a lot of people's faith in their opinions on things because they can be biased, uh, particularly in America. American shows are yeah. you know, sponsored a lot by pharmaceutical companies. Uh, which will pay them a lot of money to say certain things, I'm sure. I'm, I'm not being naive with that, I'm sure. Uh, same with ITV, you know, adverts in the middle of the channels every five minutes, you know, telling us what we should buy and all that kind of stuff. Um, but podcasting, you know, podcasts have adverts, I suppose, and YouTube does. But, you know, it, there's, there's more of an opportunity to have a conversation and just to hear different opinions by two people In one place than these mainstream media places my point is basically i think these these media places are getting they're a bit out of touch it feels like at the minute how do you feel about that
1: yeah i agree i mean um there's just a polarization and stuff i mean the older you get uh the more uh, awakened you are to the world yeah you start to see you start to peel the onion back and you start to see behind the lines and read behind the read between the lines uh, there's far more going on behind the scenes, you know, in any, uh, ecosystem you're part of that you just really don't understand. There's Illuminati everywhere <laughs> behind yeah. anything you do or any community that you join and they're calling the shots and stuff. And so we always put, it's kind of like boil it down to, uh, we were zoomed out there to a 5,000 foot level, come back down to the personal. Yeah. It's kind of like the person on Facebook uh, or even the cashier exchange in the store. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Great. How are you doing? Great. Yeah. And that simple exchange, it's all about image management. Yeah. And, uh, I found myself guilty of that as well. After my first and, and second album, just really becoming image managing and, and arms lengthing people. Uh, you really need to be transparent and vulnerable and show what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, that's how my, my third album was born. Mm. Uh, just very honest about the journey.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you don't, uh, that you're not, that you are not uh Physically trained on music and that kind of stuff. So, so what instrument? How did you start to to create music? How did you how did you get into that side of things? Then,
1: yeah, well, I can play. uh, I can play the Rose on the piano. Bedminster is the Rose. (laughs) That's really the only thing I can play in full. I mean, I can I can noodle away at different things, but chords and chord progression and theory and sharps and flats. I just yes, I took music classes in in high school and in college. But I'm more of a practical, natural, hands-on learner. I have been that way for every single thing I've done in my entire life. Mm. Uh, going to school was not one of those things where I was just like, you know, ooh, I can't wait to get in school and crack open the book. <laughs> it was more just hands-on, practical application. So, you know, you got, you got Abbey Road up there behind you, and, mm. and I listened to Abbey Road, and I got behind the, uh, that and Sergeant Pepper's and got behind the, the album and go, man, they mastered this. They mixed it all on an eight-track. Um, yeah. Eight tracks of music. It's insane, mm. uh, the production value that went into it. So just a lot of investigating behind the scenes and learning, you know, in terms of performance style, uh, doing voiceovers as well, learning mm. accents yeah. and um, and just really kind of studying uh, the semantics of what makes a song mm. rather than in, in, in hands-on application learning rather than sitting down and going, okay, well, this is an e, e sharp over G. I don't even know if that's a chord. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, A sharp over F flat, whatever. I have no idea. Okay, That was never me. I and, and no other instruments other than just like, you know, a little tiny bit of noodling on a piano. That's really it. I can play the Jaws theme, but I think so <laughs> can everybody.
0: So what makes a song then?
1: I think a song is born first and foremost out of... Um, uh, faith in a concept mm. uh, the concept whatever it is whether it's love faith whether it's an, an anger uh, whether it's a relationship a relationship lost whether it's tenants whether it's uh, you know it, it doesn't really matter what it is it's just you have to sing about something and, and as an artist you're compelled to create i love the process mm. of creation and i think that's for me that's what reflects. Um, God, the best in my life. God mm-hmm. is the creator, so I get a chance to kind of mimic what God does when I create music, and it's it's also creating a lasting testament. So you you're going to leave something in audio form, people can revisit mm-hmm. forever. Um, that's part of legacy, you know, leaving that legacy. Mm-hmm. So it comes from a, a trust in a concept or a faith in a concept first, and then I think you just kind of have to let the the lyrics guide. I have to let the lyrics guide me first and then I structure melody around that. It's probably different every single time I write a song, but that's, that's pretty common, I think, approach for me.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned the, the album's a bit of a love letter to the last 30 years of making music really. Um, And how have you seen the industry change over the last 30 years?
1: Wow, well, I mean, there's so many different genres. I would so um, yes, I'm a Christian. I'm gonna say that, but I, I never really listened to Christian music too much. I didn't really yeah. I listened to a lot of what's called secular music and, and pop and rock and yeah. uh, local radio stations Where we are, Seattle, Washington, I listen wow. to KPLZ religiously. Mm-hmm. and KPLZ is not a Christian station. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew disenchanted with CCM music over the years just to bubble gum- bubblegummy uh tripe um the djs were like man these guys aren't engaging and i wanted to listen to someone who was so um over time though it it wasn't just um christian music it's there's all kinds of uh, musical changes and there's there's evolutions in each genre of music that take you to new phases ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun you know everything's meaningless I agree and I disagree. There's just new flavors of music that come out all the time. Uh, they may have strains of something that you've heard before. Everything like Ed Sheeran's, you know, recent case, people are were suing him for the, yeah. uh, I, I forget the name of the song, but you know, those are four foundational chords that have stood the test of time as far as being common constructs for a song.
0: Uh, I'm so glad he won think that court case. It's cause...
1: continuing to evolve. Yeah,
0: I'm so glad he won that chord. That would have been a
1: loss for the entire.
0: Yeah, I, I was watching. Yeah. I was watching YouTube earlier, and he were on Howard Stern, and he and he were playing all all. It, 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 I think he played like ten or fifteen little bits of songs that all had the same chord structure, but they're all old, amazing, fantastic, historic songs that have gone in the years. So if you're going to copyright a chord structure, you just can't do it. And somebody were trying to uh, accuse him of making up a chord structure, which. I don't know. I, I like the band Oasis Every, about a hundred of their songs of the same chord structure. If you listen to some of Noel's songs, yeah. uh, it's just, it's just crazy yeah. how, how, how he had to go through, I think it was nine years of fighting and spending millions of pounds worth of money just to defend yourself when somebody has a go at you. I just find that ridiculous.
1: Just glad it, it wasn't. It was, it's ridiculous. It's, the legal system, there's just, there is so, uh, litigious, frivolous lawsuits abound everywhere. Yeah. That would have been a massive loss for the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole entire music industry, if that mm-hmm. uh, lawsuit had been awarded to, to the plaintiffs, um, who will go unnamed. you know, mm-hmm. uh, what, what is it? Uh, doubly dying shall go, go down unwept, unhonored and unsung stupid lawsuits. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think, I think, Artists continue to evolve, songs continue to evolve, genres can continue to evolve, and I think the industries continue to evolve. You know, for me, I'm an old cat. I started a long time ago when CDs were just coming to the fore.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh. So I made a silly decision to get 500 CDs of Legacy. I mean, I've got and they're selling. You know, I've I've got it, but people stream now. It's a it's an entirely different world. That's a major evolution in in music, uh, with the advent of Going back to the Walkman, but sure, it was really popularized with iPods and uh, and music becoming digital, no longer tangible media. So
0: I can continue getting, to evolve. I can remember getting my first Walkman and thinking, "This is just like alien technology. This is mental." So <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just it has changed yeah. so much, and it's been it's been a big. It, well, the, the the music industry in particular has always had its back against the wall. I think you know it's never ever been run properly. Uh, the people in it um, mm-hmm. are, <laughs> are <laughs> how, do you, how do you say this properly? The people in the music industry are of a certain type, I'd, I'd say. You can make up your own mind on what you think I mean by that, uh, listeners. Um, but I, I, I just think it's it will always fight back, it will always be there, and the creative arts has always got a fight on its hands from... Uh, funding and uh, you know political stances on it and education around it Um, but it's not going anywhere is it
1: no and I mean it'll be uh, like every other industry it'll also come under threat uh, Mm. from things like AI Um, AI is is a, a constant threat hovering on the the periphery of so many industries these days and but I think there's there's so much nuance there's so many idiosyncrasies there's so many um, intonations that AI really can only mimic at best yeah. um, I think the creative arts the creative process sure chat G- GPT can write up a blog in you know one yeah. minute that's impressively done but nothing can touch the human heart and the yeah. human heart in, in its creative mode is is untouchable so yeah the creative arts and the creative industries like singing and recording will continue to go on and evolve yeah. uh, threat or no threat
0: so it, it, would you change anything now the album's finished I love this question
1: would I change the album or would you know, I change I mean, the, the... Would you change
0: it? Like, cause I know what musicians are like. It's hard to finish a song and it's even harder to finish an album and be completely yeah. happy with it to just leave it and think that's it. Um, yeah. Now it's it's been finished for a bit and it's out there in the world. And would do you listen back to a few songs and think, mm, I wish I could have changed that a little bit. Or are you the kind of person that I can just leave it? That's fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's some mixing, uh, things that have come into question, you know, which you you get your music reviewed, it's reviewed by different people and and the mix has been questioned uh, by a few people. Um, there are harmonies and things I, you know, I listened to a a song called to know you, which is off legacy. And there's something I I completely forgot to do. It's kind of an ending chorus at the end of that song. Absolutely forgot to do. I don't know where (laughs) my my head was in the studio. And it's like, Oh man, I I totally forgot that part. Uh, it's not a regret. And I certainly, you know, there's other songs that I've touched up over the years and gone back to not to the level of George Lucas tinkering yeah. uh, with star Wars, but um, adding little bits and pieces here and there flavors that you maybe have, have, have kind of lingered in the back of your psyche that the, the song just calls for that particular edition yeah. or change. Mm. Uh, so I've tinkered here and there and added a few things and just added it to my own library as a 2023 mix or a, you know a 2016 update whatever um i'll probably do that with some of these down the line not to a great degree i'm I'm very satisfied with how the album and the songs have turned out
0: so what's next to make sure your legacy ends up however you want it to be then what what's coming up next
1: well what's next is what's always uh independent of the music career i'm a husband and a daddy And I love my boys and I love my wife. So Mm -hmm. that's always what's next is leaving that legacy. Uh, And I'm very grateful. God's really rocked my world with, with my wife coming into my life in, uh, in 2011 and then proposing to her in in 2011 and then uh, getting married in 2012. Our first child was born in 2016. He's Mm -hmm. seven. Our, uh, our second child was born in 2019. He'll be four next month. And I love my family. I'm very grateful. I, I I did right on the coattails of the release of this album. I was approached by the original producer of the three songs that are brand new for this one, Mm -hmm. Maxwell Gaver, uh, for new music. And so he's actually producing five new songs, which are, uh, four of which are again, resurrecting old songs that never saw the light of day, but with full on production now, and then creating one from scratch. Uh, and then I am doing another one. So I'm actually working on the next album, which is called everything. And, uh, i'm really excited it's just you have to create as an artist you have to create and when you stifle that it's something just revolts inside me um there's nothing more fulfilling for me as a as an artist than creating music poetry set to to chords and notes it's beautiful and i love when you when it when you hold it in your hand and i know you can't listen to this uh you know wrapped up and in cd form until you pop it into a cd player but there's something so untouchably cool about knowing that i left this legacy that i saw this all the way through Mm -hmm. and it's not about seeing my name on it it's just i know this was artistry at work and people are going to listen to this and be blessed hopefully (laughs) do you do you,
0: do you work as well then to fund these things
1: do you have a yeah so I yeah. do I do multimedia production. Okay. I do voiceovers, I do uh independent video and uh, audio production, uh, nice. music production uh in in my own studio here. Yeah. And uh work from home. So very excited.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, we really appreciate your time today joining us for the podcast today, Ryan. Um okay. and yeah, keep going with your music, keep in touch with us on RGM. We're going to be sharing your music around um RGM land for the next week or so. Um, You know, good luck with the new album, of course um thank you and yeah if you are listening and you are in america and you're and you're getting involved with the podcast and you're hearing this for the first time just go to rgm.press and submit your music we want to hear from you and we'll we'll add you to rgm usa and share your music in the uk and then we can share our music over in america as well so that's what it's all about in it so thanks for your time mate It's it's very much appreciated um is there anything that you'd like to leave us with today people that are hovering over the link in the description to buy your album uh, or stream it is there anybody is there a message that you could leave for them at the minute
1: well, in keeping with the album title um it's it's really just legacy and who you what legacy you leave is yeah. entirely up to you yeah. um uh, I did have a legacy that I was leaving, and God gave me a new one right. and so uh but that legacy is about music and artistry and creation uh, that's the that's the presentation side yeah. What's far more important <clears throat> is the legacy that I leave for my family, yeah. uh, my boys. Uh, there's one thing that I do that I've done probably every single day since my son, my, my uh, oldest son was two months old, and that's journal for him every day of his life. Wow. And now I've done that for his, uh, his younger brother. So I can't wait till they're 18 to give them a legacy in journal nice. form of something I wrote about them or for them that day, virtually every day. Of their lives, wow. uh, to show them how much they were on my mind, how much I love them, and how much they are my legacy. So, the question I'd ask is just, "What's your legacy?"
0: Thank you, and keep leaving a guitar at the side of as well. You never know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> really, well, thanks, Ryan. Really appreciate your time today for joining us for another edition of the rgm podcast. Thank you.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: yeah thanks ladies and gentlemen for joining us for another week here at the rgm experience podcast with me carmel as i say pop on to rgm.press share the podcast it's the best way of getting your podcast out there rather than just bang on about it on social media word of mouth is very powerful ladies and gentlemen so if you enjoyed the show today if you're a new listener from over in the usa uh, share it with your friends you know it's we're trying a little thing here to try and share new music with two different countries so let's try and support it and crack on with it and we will see you next Monday for a brand new episode of the RGM Podcast. Uh, I wish you all the best over the coming days, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your music. Tag us in Tag, tag your new favourite bands into this podcast, uh, into the socials, and we'll share that too. Let's find some new bands for everybody. And, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you soon. Toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page submit your music and we'll sort the of rest Hello, did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways within the description of this podcast you will see a list of all the equipment that we use these are Amazon affiliate links clicking on these links take you to Amazon if you buy whatever you're planning that week we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost we would really appreciate your support or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week.